This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 14th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Progress report on conservation funding. Dems watching tax plan and faulty bridge could divert ag shipments. Bronow wins Senate confirmation. Congratulations to Jill Bronow, who was confirmed by the Senate yesterday as Deputy Agriculture Secretary, USDA's number two position. She was approved on a voice vote last night. Stavidow upbeat on conservation spending. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow tells AgriPulse she's making progress in getting a substantial increase in funding for Farm Bill conservation programs included in an upcoming infrastructure package. Democrats in the House and the Senate are working together on the issue, says the Michigan Democrat. I feel very good. They understand how important investments in climate-smart agriculture are in conservation. Why it matters? Well, Stabenow has said the $1 billion in new conservation funding included in President Biden's American job plan was woefully inadequate. By the way, Republican senators were similarly upbeat after a meeting with the president yesterday on infrastructure, describing the session in terms uh, such as really positive and productive. Senator Roy Blunt, the Missouri Republican, told reporters that Republicans should have a counterproposal ready next week. Democrats downplay ag impact of Biden tax plan. Two key Democrats say they believe farmers would be sufficiently protected from Biden's proposal to end stepped-up basis and tax capital gains at death. I don't think our agriculture producers or family farmers have anything to be concerned about, Representative Ron Kine told AgriPulse in a Washington Weekend Review interview. The Wisconsin Democrat is a senior member of the tax-writing House Ways and Means Committee. Many of us reached out to the White House right away, getting clarification, and they've been clear that they do not intend this to apply to family farm operations. Keep in mind, USDA has said the tax on family farms and family-held small businesses would be deferred until the business assets are sold. That would mean a tax liability would still hang over the property. But that doesn't bother Democratic Senator John Tester as much. Tester, an organic farmer in Montana, says Biden's proposal would allow the farm to, quote, stay in the family if it goes outside the family and they sell it. That's less of a concern than being able to transfer it to the kids. Kind says lawmakers from farm districts, quote, are going to keep a close eye on the details of this as it moves forward. But 10 Republican senators led by Kansas Senator Roger Marshall have written leaders of the Senate Finance Committee in opposition to the tax proposal. Stepped-up basis is a key provision used by farm and ranch operations across the country to maintain multi-generational operations and ensure the economic growth and viability of these businesses into the future, the letter says. 
removal of this provision would devastate hardworking farm and ranch families and disincentivize the agriculture industry from passing down from generation to generation. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lawmaker offers caution on border carbon tax. European Union is contemplating a border tax on the carbon intensity of imports, something that has wide appeal to farmers there. And now the Biden administration may be considering the same type of thing. But Congressman Kine says there are potential pitfalls to the concept. Kine told AgriPulse that the U.S. could, quote, end up with a tit-for-tat type of trade war if the tax isn't done correctly. Proponents argue the tax is needed to protect domestic producers from foreign goods or commodities that are cheaper and come from less environmentally sustainable production methods. It also viewed as an incentive for raising environmental standards. But Kind stressed that there has to be, quote, a lot more thought and a lot more study on it, especially when it's unclear what the reactions would be with trading partners. Barge delay could force ag shipments onto rail. Ongoing barge delays near Memphis, Tennessee, due to a faulty bridge, could force the diversion of some agriculture commodities onto railroads and put pressure on shipping rates. That's the assessment from Mike Steenhoek, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. An Interstate 40 bridge over the Mississippi River has been closed indefinitely due to a crack. A disruption in the supply chain is very analogous to squeezing a balloon. Pressure can be alleviated in one area, but it will be augmented in another, Steenhoek writes. International demand remains robust, but our ability to connect supply with demand has been compromised. Speaking of railroads... Kansas City Southern's Board of Directors is ditching its merger agreement with Canadian Pacific in favor of a deal with Canadian National. Key EPA nominee affirms commitment to sound science. The likely new chief of EPA's Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention says it's important for pesticide decisions to be based on sound scientific evidence citing a 2018 decision on dicamba. Michal Friedhoff, who received a warm reception at her confirmation hearing before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee on Wednesday, told EPA's Pesticide Program Dialogue Committee yesterday that politics played a role in ignoring data on crop damage from dicamba drift when it approved the herbicide in 2018. That, in turn led to an appeals court decision to vacate the registration of dicamba herbicides, harming EPA's reputation for sound science, she said. 
Friedhoff, who is now the Principal Deputy Assistant Administrator for OCSPP, sent a memo to staff in March about the decision in which she affirmed her commitment to scientific integrity. Keep in mind, Friedhoff did not criticize the agency's subsequent decisions in 2020 to approve dicamba herbicides, which are also being challenged in the courts. EDF, sustainability efforts need science-based goals. A new report from the Environmental Defense Fund, a founding member of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, recommends six best practices for corporations to follow in improving the sustainability of their ag supply chains. The recommendations include obtaining buy-in from employees and senior management committing to science-based goals, partnering with farmers and suppliers, and using data to show progress toward the goals. EDF developed the recommendations from interviews with sustainability practitioners at 11 food companies, including Tyson, Kellogg's, Bayer, Smithfield, and Unilever. The Food and Ag Climate Alliance is a coalition that includes most major farm groups. Here's today's He Said It. We've got real negotiations underway. That Senator Mike Crapo, the top Republican of the Senate Finance Committee, after yesterday's meeting with President Biden on infrastructure. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 14th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.